happy, happy 100,000. Happy 100 episodes, Michael. We made it, and they said we wouldn't, and that was the voices in my head, mostly. I was going to say, who was that doubting Thomas that doubted we'd make it to 100? Re- uh, reason. <laughs> reason, expectations, our own motivation. But we did it. It's our 100th episode. I can't and believe it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I thought, I thought we'd tap out at 69. Yeah, no, we, we kept on going. We kept on, um, kept on fucking that chicken mm-hmm. after 69. Um, but we really just really, 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 really want to thank everyone who has listened to every episode or just one episode or even just 10 seconds of an episode because that counts as a download, right? I think so. Even accidentally clicking on it. Yeah. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you for all the emails and for all the good reviews. The good reviews only. The bad reviews, fuck that. But um, I mean, the bad bad reviews are still an entertaining way to kill some time. But mostly the good reviews. Also, we're not terrible. I would say that we're maybe we are sincere on this podcast. I was gonna say we're not terribly sincere, but I think we are. But very sincerely from the bottom of our hearts, like it it really is awesome that people listen. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Here's to another 100 episodes. Next week, we're like, well, yeah, we're done. I, well, I quit. <laughs> 101, 100 and a half, because it's only gonna be four minutes long. So happy 100. And we should really begin this episode by wheeling out, you know, like a big cake with 100 on it. But this show has no budget, so there's no budget for and, a cake. And also, Michael, which of us is going to be the one who pops out of the cake? Phoebe Price. Can we even afford that? Yeah, no. See, we don't, the, have, a we don't have a budget. So, But we're going to start with talking about Mariah Carey's memoirs, which mm-hmm. is the next best thing to cake. Mm-hmm. So Mariah's too young for writing a memoir, but since she's eternally 12 years old, she'll write like a million more. Mm-hmm. So she's starting late, actually. The first of many. But her memoir is out now, and it's called The Meaning of Mariah Carey. It was co-written by Michaela Angela Davis. I have not read it yet, but I have downloaded it on Audible. So I get to hear Mariah's tales um, by Mariah's unicorn voice, <gasps> is which it, is how it should be. Is it really her, or is it like a Mariah sound-alike? No, she, she, she usually, like with... Uh, memoirs. The person that it's about reads it. I don't listen. I don't read a terrible amount of books, Michael. <laughs> so well, I don't read know. books. I listen to them. <laughs> so yeah, usually like the person who it's about. Uh, what's the word? Narrates the book. She reads goes, the book. Yeah, she goes about. <laughs> what's the thing where your eyes scan <laughs> the page when there's words on it? Um, she really does go above and beyond for all of us. Yes, very, very selfless. Mm -hmm. So Mariah talks about everything, Mariah. Mm -hmm. But we're going to go through a few things that I read at several sites, like Billboard, 2Fab, the BBC, and Jezebel. Mm -hmm. So she writes about uh, her childhood, of course, um, experiencing domestic violence. Her father was violent. At a young age, she watched her mother get assaulted. And as Mm -hmm. we know, Mariah is biracial, Mm -hmm. but a lot of her like little friends growing up didn't know that. And when they found out that her father is black, they got really racist and once locked her in the bathroom at a slumber party and called her the N-word over and over again. Oh my God. So kids have always been demons. Yeah, garbage. Garbage knows no generation. 
And then Mariah's Mariah's sister, Allison, she, um, she, they're estranged. Allison has had a hard life. She's dealt with addictions and has been arrested. And Mariah writes in her book that when she was 12, Allison drugged her and tried to sell her to a pimp who was Allison's boyfriend at the time. Allison has denied all of that. Oh, my God. That's like, that's that alone is like, Mariah's had a life, but like, that's a lot of life to live. Yeah, that's one book right there. Yeah. But so let's move out of Mimi's dark childhood and into her dark marriage to Tommy Mottola. So Mariah married Tommy, who was the head of Sony Music at the time, mm-hmm. when he was 44 and she was around 24 years old. See, I went back and looked at the wedding pictures and I was like, he was only 44 because probably when that wedding happen- happened, I probably thought he was like 60. Yeah, I remember when it happened, it felt like a real Celine Dion, Renee, uh, Jalil situation. Yeah, it was kind of like that. But mm. but no, the age difference is only two decades. I think a little still, closer in age. Yeah. That's still a big jump. <laughs> So Mariah writes that she knew there was dark energy about him, but she felt protected by him. Mm-hmm. And she does like praise him for obviously doing a lot for her music career, but he was a shit husband, like really controlling. Like she mm-hmm. called, she's, she said this before, but she called like their mansion Sing Sing, like the oh. prison, because there were armed guards everywhere. And she couldn't even go to Burger King. Like she, she writes in her book that she went to Burger King with Debrat once and tommy found out went crazy and sent armed guards after her over burger king yeah because she was just they were like they went to burger king and they got fries or whatever and were eating in the parking lot oh my god over burger king that's a that's a messed up man yeah and that's when debrat was like uh he's fucking with your burger king time you need to leave him and tommy wasn't really into hip-hop And one time someone asked her about Diddy, P. Diddy, at a dinner party. And she said he was the future of music. And Tommy flipped out, like caused a scene, pounded his fist on the table and said, Thanksgiving is canceled. (laughs) Was was this at Thanksgiving or was this like... That I don't know. I don't think it was at... September they were making plans for Thanksgiving. Yeah, like early November. (laughs) I mean, no wonder Mariah's the queen of Christmas. Like, she couldn't have been the queen of Thanksgiving since it's canceled. Yeah. mm -hmm. She had to skip right to the... To be fair, she got the better holiday. Yeah, she did. So Mariah and Tommy got a divorce five years after getting married. But before she left him, she began an emotional affair. That's what she calls it. With Derek Jeter. Mm-hmm. And they did kiss on a roof, which inspired her song "The Roof," and spent a night together in Puerto Rico. Although she said they didn't do sex to each other, mm-hmm. and her song "My All" is about that. So she said she never like uh, had sex with Derek while she was married, but when she she went to the Dominican Republic to get a quickie divorce, mm-hmm. and then from there she flew straight to Tampa to fuck him. I mean, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. No, I would say meet me at the Dominican Republic. We'll fuck at the the quickie divorce uh, building. Baggage claim. I'll just meet you at baggage claim. Yeah. So they didn't stay together, obviously. But she writes that Derek was what she needed to leave Tommy. He was like the catalyst. Mm-hmm. And that he was a gift to her. And if the rumors about him are true, he gave her the gift that keeps on giving. No, she's she's protected with strong butterfly energy. 
That's what my doctor said. Yeah, that's what the free clinic says. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about one of Mariah's greatest contributions to the world, glitter. Oh, God, we could do a whole podcast on glitter. She could she could write a full like time time life series just on glitter. 24 like, books, yes. one book a month. Oh, imagine if she did, I'd buy it. So glitter came out in 2001, just 10 days bef- after 9-11. Mm-hmm. So Mimi has said before she thinks, like, that's why it flopped. But in her book, she says that Tommy was still angry about their divorce and her leaving Sony. And he tried to destroy her career and he tried to fuck with Glitter and that he sent his um, goons Mm -hmm. to record stores to physically pull, like, promo materials for the Glitter album. I mean, I believe it. He flipped it over Burger King and tried to cancel Thanksgiving. What's... What is preventing him from trying to prevent Glitter from being a massive success? I know. Which he should have been. Yeah, he's the devil. That's a triple whammy. Cancel Burger King, Thanksgiving, and Glitter. He went too far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she also blamed her acting coach. So this is what she wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to slay her, but she prevented me from doing my best by projecting her own personal shit onto the movie. Though the whole process wasn't great, I did feel I gave some good performances, which would have been more evident with different edits. Um. Okay, well, I mean, whatever that means, right? <laughs> with the different edits, like, all right, Mariah, release Mariah's cut of Glitter. We'll all watch it. But, Michael, I, I don't know how many times you've seen Glitter. But, probably a dozen. Mm-hmm, I would say probably me the same, but 12. Um, would you not say that Mariah was like, she was like good in it. She wasn't a bad actress. I wouldn't say that she was bad. I wouldn't say she was bad. She wasn't good. I mean, she that's was... why I think I love Glitter more because after reading this, because, you know, Mariah thinks she did some good acting in it. I mean, it was fine acting. It, it was, was fine. I mean, it was, a lot of it was stiff. It was one note. It was stiff. I my issue is more with the story. I had there was plot line problems. I think her I think her acting was decent. <laughs> I think she got better, like because mm-hmm. she she did acting in other things. And I, I think would she ne- got I would ne- yeah I would never call her a bad actress. So while promoting glitter, we all remember that moment on Total Request Live where Mariah crashed the show with an ice cream cart. And then mm-hmm. took her shirt off, and she had a tank underneath, and it was a mess. I mean, it was an awkward mess, and like the media called it a breakdown. Like she was having like a mental breakdown live mm-hmm. on television. So Mimi said that it was a stunt gone wrong, but because the media like kept on calling it a breakdown, and she was exhausted. And uh, she said she was broken down. And then one night she and her mother had a fight and her mother called the cops on her. And that's when she went to rehab. And finally, it wouldn't be a Mariah memoir if she didn't shit on Jennifer Lopez. Mm-hmm. And shit on her without even saying her name. We all know that Mariah refuses to say J-Lo's name pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And when asked about her once, like she said, I don't know her. We all know yeah. that. So it's a line that is more iconic than anything in the Bible. So Loverboy was the lead single, and this is this is all kind of old news, this part. So Loverboy was the lead single off of the Glitter album, and she Mariah wanted to use a sample of Firecracker by Yellow Magic Orchestra on it. And Tommy found out about it. So Mariah writes, 
that did not go unnoticed by Sony executives and spies. After hearing my new song using the same sample I used, Sony rushed to make a single for another female entertainer on their label, whom I don't know. <laughs> whom? Whom I don't yeah. know. And oh, she's a gift. One well, female entertainer, like she's not going to call her a singer. She's not yeah, going to call her a a woman, a woman who can be said has entertained someone, I suppose. Uh, so the song was Jennifer Lopez's I'm Real, mm-hmm. and it used that sample, and Sony put it out before Glitter. Um, and that's kind of what started the whole feud between Mariah and J-Lo. Mm-hmm. And Mimi had to make it clear in her book that Loverboy was the best-selling single of the year. Oh, I mean, she didn't even have to say it. We already, we just knew. Oh my god, she's so great. I... The only thing I wish that she had talked about in that book, and like, I don't know if she does, we have to kind of wait for, you know, until you read it or listen to it. I want to know if she talks about the jeans that she used to wear during like the rainbow years. So this is kind of, you know, her, you know, breakdown. I, I don't like using the term breakdown, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, those jeans that she wore and they like ha- didn't have a waistband on them and oh it was God. like ripped off and frayed. Can I tell you something about this? Yeah, tell me, please. So one year for Halloween, my friend and I, you know, from the Heartbreaker video, we were good Mariah and bad Mariah. And I was good Mariah. So I bought those, I bought like jeans, like, I don't know where I bought them, Kmart, and cut them like, like that. Yes. And they were falling off like all night. Well, yeah, because they don't have a waistband. And I was like, and what's even worse, so we went to like West Hollywood where they do like the Halloween parade and people Mm -hmm. walk around. We carried like a boombox playing that song over and over again. So we would walk by and people would be like, what the fuck? There's these bitches again. You're like, you can't get into any clubs. You're just like, let's just give them a show. Oh my God, Michael, please tell me that you have a picture of this. Oh yeah, nobody's ever going to see these pictures. But yeah, there's pictures. But yeah, she should talk about those jeans. That's incredible. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's definitely my favorite Mariah look. Because again, it's one of those things where I'm like, first of all, how is it staying on her body? Because there's no waistband. That's the whole point of a waistband. Anyways, I know I'm focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah, they were glued on. But what I want and what I want in the book is the Crids episode. I want to know why she wore a towel in the bathtub i want to know whose idea was to put that dog in the dryer or washer or whatever it was her <laughs> idea but i want to hear that from her that it was her idea well i mean michael she wore a robe in the bathtub because she is um she's modest and demure and she can't let her like she's not gonna let her you know titties pop out all over the place she well has- yeah but she didn't even need to go in the bathtub then yeah but what's the point of having a bathtub if you can't just hang out in it well, she could have lounged next yeah. to it demurely. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so there's a lot in this book. She even like did a secret grunge album in the 90s. So there's a lot. Mm-hmm. And it takes me at least like 900 days to listen to a book. So I will cover it all like in our 1000th episode. I'll hold you to that, Michael. <laughs> no, it's really great. I mean, the thing that I kept thinking about, like, if this feels like one of those memoirs where... You know, like, sometimes a memoir will will be released and we'll get, like, story after story after story about, like, here's what this person's, whatever. But then it's only, like, five days worth of stories and then it's over. I feel like with Mariah, with her book, there's just, like, an endless amount of incredible stories. 
Hopefully. Yeah, so far they've been good, so hopefully. Yeah, like they're really good. I wish that she I wish that she would like promise and be like this is the first of this is the first of 10. So, moving on from one angel-voiced singer who is telling us everything that we need to know to another singer I can't say she has an angel voice because only Mariah does, but one singer who probably would rather us not know what has been going on with her personal life. Um, Demi Lovato hasn't really been, she's been like kind of quiet for like, I would say for the early part of 2020. And then Demi Lovato got engaged. And this is kind of how the snowball of this messy story starts. So, Michael, did you know who Max Erich, I am definitely butchering that name. Did you know who he was as an actor before he got with Demi Lovato? No, I don't watch Young and the Restless. I'm an ABC soap opera, bitch. (laughs) There you go. That's CBS, I think. Wait, what is that? Uh, General Hospital? General Hospital, One Life to Live, All My Children. You got them. But That's he good. was on Young and the Rest. I think it's yeah. CBS. I think maybe. I don't so he. Know that. Yeah. I can't. I, I can't remember. I mean, I know it's not Fox. Did Fox ever have a soap opera? Wait, no, I don't think so. Who aired Passions? NBC. Mm, okay. So anyway, point is, poor poor Max. We're like, what what channel was he on? Nobody cares. So he was actually on 120 episodes of The Young and the Restless. So if you are a YNR fan, you would probably know who he is, but. Generally, he's like one of those guys who he's got a couple IMDb credits, but it's always stuff like, you know, appeared on iCarly in one episode, appeared on Law and Order SVU in one episode. He has one of those types of careers, right? So he's like, he's working, but he's not a household name necessarily. So Demi and Max got together in the beginning of March. And so they went public with each other late in March and they kind of let everyone know like we're quarantining with each other which you know that's always a great idea is to quarantine with somebody that you've been seeing for like a week well it could be a good idea because (laughs) it's like you're kind of it's just heightened bliss because at the beginning of a relationship it's like you know you're not showing your well most people are not showing their bad side you're Mm -hmm. on your best behavior so it's like this bliss on top of bliss so it's like you're in this quarantine bubble where you're just fucking um, making sourdough and binging Netflix shows. So it sounds fun. Yeah, sounds like fun. Plus, I mean, if you have, if you guys have your own houses, if it starts to go sour, dough, no pun intended, you can just go back to your house and be like, you know, this is a fun experiment, but I guess we're done. Yeah, but then when you go back to real life, that's where the shit blows up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So... So they got together like in the beginning of COVID. And then at the end of July, they got engaged, which surprised a lot of people because it felt very fast. It was like all of a sudden we went from, oh, Demi Lovato has a new boyfriend to like, oh, wow, Demi Lovato has a fiance now. And their engagement really stood out for one major reason, which is that he gave Demi this giant giant diamond engagement ring which tmz estimated to be between two and five million dollars which that's crazy right what that she bought that expensive a ring for herself because he didn't allegedly allegedly i mean mean, max a rich ain't rich it should be max ain't rich (laughs) because we know you didn't buy that it's like max are you rich eh 
<laughs> I'm not proud of that one. Yeah, he definitely didn't buy it. But also, I mean, spending that much money on a diamond. We're we're in the middle of a pandemic, people. So anyways, regardless, she won't treat herself. So that's fine. But here's where it starts to get messy. So they get engaged. And a lot of people on the internet was like, it's a little fast, but whatever. Love knows no bounds. I mean, you can't prevent someone from being in love, blah, blah, blah. So in September, some old tweets of Max's kind of showed up. Like somebody, I guess, went digging and was like, oh, look, maybe people want to look at these. And they, so they're from like 2010, 2015. So there were like, some of them are old, old, but like 2015, I wouldn't consider that to be old, old. That's like only five years. Yeah, that's not that old. That's not that old. But anyway, the point is. There was a lot of tweets and a lot of videos and comments and things like that um, where Max was kind of getting, I don't want to say, I don't want to put the word stalkery out there. I will say super fan of Selena Gomez. So Max was really, really huge into Selena Gomez in 2010, which look, a lot of people were. I'm not going to judge anyone. Well, and he would say tweets like, People say Demi is prettier than Selena. That's not true. Yes. And so like, you'd say shit like that. Yeah, but it was all like slobbering over Selena Gomez. Yes. And there was one that some people kind of picked out being like, okay, we think this is about Demi because he's like, there's this one singer who, you know, she's got a good voice or whatever, but she like screams when she sings and like Selena would never sing like that. And so people are like, oh, that's, that's definitely about Demi Lovato. Anyway, so they're pretty, yeah, they're kind of like shady-ish. So when it all came out, oh, and there was like a a video where he called Selena Gomez like his wife and stuff like that, which again, that's like, that's just somebody being a little bit weird, but still Demi called the tweets fake. She was like, this is fake news. These were doctored, whatever. Right. And Mm -hmm. then she was like, you people need to pay attention to things that are actually important, which I don't disagree with her. Like she's basically saying like, use your use your internet sleuthing skills for good, maybe. Um, but still, it's like the tweets weren't fake. They were definitely real. So then things started to get a little bit messy a week or two after that, when a couple websites were publishing accounts by sources, whoever they may be, basically saying like, their engagement is off. Um, you know, should hit the fan. They were so one of the explanations was, They're probably not going to get married because they started out in quarantine and, you know, he went to work in Atlanta on this like Christian gospel movie or whatever. And it was kind of like, oh, wait, this is reality. Like when we're actually working, we're not like fucking and making sourdough and maybe we're not the best match for each other. But other people were saying that max had like bad intentions like he was only dating demi to get famous he only proposed for attention um which duh (laughs) i mean yeah that that giant ring says we would like attention please like there was nothing subtle about that so a lot of demi's friends were allegedly really suspicious of max like being like he just suddenly came out of nowhere and it seems like he was like really really obsessed with like trying to get with selena gomez a couple years ago and then all of a sudden he gets with demi lovato so they were like this isn't cool then we then we learned that like yeah basically they're over and max then kind of like showed everyone sort of maybe who he is by well yeah he the tension horde truly came out it really did so he went on instagram and was like 
oh, I'm paraphrasing, of course. This is my dramatic reenactment. But he's like, oh, my goodness. To find out that I he's was... He's Canadian? Because <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh, my goodness. Oh, he's oh from um, Minnesota. Yeah, he's like, well, he's like, oh, pardon me. <laughs> pardon me, folks. But it looks like I ain't, I'm not engaged no more. No, but he's like, oh, my gosh. I can't believe that I found out I'm not engaged through the media of all places. And I'm working on set. And oh, my goodness. And then a source came out and was like, Okay, uh, Max definitely knew that they weren't together anymore. Demi let him know ahead of time saying, we're not together anymore. And it's going to be front page news that like, we're not engaged anymore. Um, He kind of continued the ruse being like, oh, uh, I still love Demi so much. And I definitely didn't know about this ahead of time. And then like, there was one like Instagram story where he's like, something like, it's like, Demetria, I love you so much. If you're reading this, know that my heart is yours. And like, whatever. It was very, it was very like, Max, it was very like, junior, it was very junior high school. Yeah, it was like, oh, you said you were going to go to homecoming with me. And now you're not. Please change your mind. <laughs> um, He tried, so he tried to reach out to Demi. Obviously, uh, that didn't work. Because on her Instagram now, he has been like, completely erased. There's no evidence of max on her instagram anymore all the pictures yeah, that's are gone. the kiss of death it's the kit once that's <laughs> the magic eraser of death yeah that's more permanent than is than if she had like posted an instagram video of her like burning her engagement ring like actually deleting pictures of him it's like okay she's this is this is a permanent <laughs> this this is a permanent uh deletion um but yeah, basically, I don't. I want to know what she does with the ring because that thing is huge, and um, she's probably not going to give it back because. Well, she paid for it. it yeah, know? was it ever really? Yeah, was it ever really? <laughs> Max, show us a receipt proving that you actually bought it. But at um, least she didn't mm-hmm. marry him because they were together not even six months. It was a mess. Mm-hmm. So if they got married, their divorce would be even messier. Like he'd want, want that. Um, what's that movie she did? Princess Protection Program money. And we all know that movie made billions and just the residuals keep her afloat. Absolutely. Also, Max is kind of a dum-dum because now people know that he probably got engaged for fame and attention. Like he in the beginning, it was questionable. Like, oh, I wonder if he had bad motives. And now it's like, hmm, he seems to really love the attention that he's getting from this. Yeah. And Demi probably realized that something wasn't right when Max, like, kept calling her Selena in bed. And when he was like, you know, can you just sing, I, I love you, so I can come? That's probably was, those were red flags. <gasps> oh, my gosh. What do you think Max's future is, though, Michael? I mean, I've already forgotten his name, so <laughs> I don't, I mean, he's probably going to keep milking this. Yes. I think that, um, obviously, there's going to be a lot of girls, like famous girls, who are like, don't want anything to do with him because he seems like um, an unsavory character. But that's not to say that Max is going to be without love for the rest of his life. I have a feeling that he's going to get a very romantic DM uh, from Chris Jenner saying, I heard that you got engaged for fame and attention. Now, I have five daughters that you might be interested in. He's white. I know, but fi- fame and attention trumps everything. <laughs> Our 
Allison and I will now get into five stories, starting with babies. Mm-hmm. Everyone's having babies. Some are having secret babies, meaning we didn't know they were pregnant until they had the baby. Mm-hmm. The world is ending, but we're overflowing with pandemic babies. So Amanda Seafried and her husband, Thomas Sadowski, welcomed their second child, a boy. We don't know his name yet. Mm-hmm. Gigi Hadid and Zayn Malik welcomed their first child, a girl. We don't know her name yet, but we do know that Gigi gave birth on a farm in Pennsylvania. Mm. Billy Lord, who is the daughter of Carrie Fisher and the granddaughter of Debbie Reynolds, gave birth to the baby she made with her man, Austin Rydell. Billy had a boy that they named Kingston Fisher. Mm-hmm. Megan McCain and her husband, Ben Dominic, welcomed their first child, a girl they named Liberty Sage, which, mm-hmm. of course, <laughs> they name her Liberty. But it always reminds me of those Liberty Mutual Yes. Limu, emu. I don't know that. You don't? Oh my God. I don't know her. It's a good thing. It's a good thing you don't know that one because it Limu, drives me emu. crazy. Limu, emu. And Doug. And Doug. Yeah, what? <laughs> Look it up or okay. don't. Or save yourself and don't. And Rumi Mara and Joaquin Phoenix welcomed their first child, a boy they named River, after Joaquin's late brother. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I missed some babies. And I didn't even get into who is pregnant because there's a lot of those. Yeah. I mean, I before this pandemic, we should have bought stock in like EPT, Pampers, hemorrhoid cream. Yeah, the people who like make those placenta pills. Yeah, we, we fucked up. We really did. <laughs> And by the time this podcast goes to air, there's going to be like 30 more names to add to it. So asterisk, this list is not complete. To be continued. It is a very long list, Michael. But Demi Lovato is looking at that list like, okay, that's great. You made a kid in nine months, but I made a mess of my personal life in six months. So. Oh, I've probably made a mess of my personal life in six minutes. (laughs) Jennifer Aniston was on the podcast Smartless, which is hosted by Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. Mm -hmm. And she said that before she did the morning show, she almost quit acting. Wait, when did she even start acting? Michael! Um, I know, she's a wonderful actress. She's true. So, Aniston said that um, she thought about quitting acting during the last two years, which she's never thought about that before. And it's because of an unprepared project that she says sucked the life out of her and made her rethink her choice of career. She said the project had no script and was disorganized and she was involved in it for months. So in the past two years, she's done Dumplin' and Murder Mystery. It was Murder Mystery. Hey, I watched Murder Mystery and that is an accurate assessment. Yeah, me too. (laughs) But Michael, when Justin Thoreau heard this, he was like, come on, our marriage wasn't that bad. Now, listen, I know that joke makes zero sense, and the timeline is fucked, but I was too committed to that joke. Well, on a similar note, like, Uh it's a good thing for Brad Pitt that Jennifer Aniston didn't quit acting back then, because then she wouldn't have played the role of Friendly X during his Oscar campaign, and he would have lost. Garcelle Bouvet, who is on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills now, was in the 90s sitcom The Jamie Foxx Show with Jamie Foxx, of course, and he was a guest on her podcast. So he said that they should have ended up together. And her response was that they never did because he's hung like a horse. And what would she do with all of that? And he said, you take it one step at a time. What you can't eat, 
just put it in a doggy bag and save it for later. I mean, we've all seen that leaked nude. I don't think she's lying. Yeah, and any given Sunday. I mean, it's grainy footage, but you can tell something's there. But I guess this explains his name, right? Because it's like Jamie Fox, two X's. And XX means 20 in Roman numerals. But is this math? Mm, it's history. <laughs> it's old fashioned math. <laughs> it's loincloth math. Um, but speaking of loincloths, I want to know if that means that Jamie Fox is 20 inches or 20 pounds. Both. Mm, Garcelle. <laughs> I mean, no wonder Katie Holmes stayed with Jamie Foxx for so long. I mean, she went from Tom Cruise to a dude with a dick bigger than Tom Cruise. Even in heels. Uh, I've Now I want to see Jamie Foxx's dick in heels. So <laughs> I've talked about my undying love for Kraft Mac and Cheese before. So I am screaming blasphemy over them ruining this delicious food of the gods with pumpkin spice. So as part of some promo, some heinous promo, Kraft is giving away pumpkin spice mac and cheese. And originally, they were only doing this disgusting promo in Canada. We would. But now they're doing it in the U.S. and will give away 1,000 boxes. So if you're gross, you can sign up for a chance to get a box at pumpkinspicekd.com. But wait, if macaroni in a pot Sounds like wet-ass pussy, right? Mm-hmm. Does that mean that pumpkin spice macaroni in a pot is the wet-ass pussy of Christian Girl Autumn? <gasps> oh, it's the it's the wet-ass wedding night pussy. Because they don't give it up before the wedding night. Just anal. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, boy. Okay, and finally. So New York is officially over. Because the MTA, which is short for Metropolitan Transportation Authority, Mm -hmm. has declared that it's not illegal to shit in a subway car. If you cock on a train and get caught, (laughs) you could be hit with a $100 fine. So fine. So Mm -hmm. it's the end of a poop era, Allison. Michael, this news had me thinking only one thing, which is that it wasn't illegal to do that before? No, it's no. When you got to go, you got to go. But it's 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 funny. Like whenever when I used to ride the subway and whenever a train would pull up like uh, Mm -hmm. during rush hour Mm -hmm. and there was an empty car, you knew that was the shit car. Like someone took a shit because like everybody was staying away from it. But as someone who has both sat in a subway car with shit in it, and watched someone shit in a subway car, I can say that I'd rather ride with shit than sit next to someone who's eating an egg salad sandwich. On our last episode, we opened up our mailbag, which doesn't sound right, but uh, we opened it up to questions from you, and we got some questions. Surprisingly, the questions weren't all like, why are you still doing this? podcast (laughs) they were other questions so we're going to answer some of those questions the first question is from mario mario asked have you ever fought with a celebrity allison have you ever fought with a celebrity so michael and i actually had to talk about this because when i read this question from mario i assumed my mind went right to the place of 
is Mario asking me if I have like fought, like getting gotten to a fight with a celebrity. And I was like, oh gosh, no, I would never hit someone. But then you explained to me, you're like, no, Allison, it means like, like, like getting into an argument or like fighting. Yeah, that's a fight. Yeah, it's a he didn't say, have you ever gotten your ass whooped by a celebrity? <laughs> That's what I thought he meant. <laughs> anyway, so to answer that question, no, I've never got my ass whooped by a celebrity. But yes, I have sort of gotten into a fight with a celebrity. I don't really get that much. Um, I don't really get hate mail that much with D-listed um, and never from really famous people. But back in 2014, I wrote about Taryn Manning. Taryn Manning was going... Th- Taryn Manning, if I even have to say it, lead singer of Boomcat. Uh, Star of Crossroads, hello. Of, yeah, exactly. Mimi on Crossroads. Uh, also, Orange is the New Black, uh, Pensataki. So anyways, I was writing about um, Taryn Manning was going through this thing because she had a friend that had turned into what she uh, alleged was a stalking situation. It was really messy. There was like emails and there was broken um, protective orders and all this stuff, right? And like her uh, quote unquote stalker, this alleged stalker, uh, was like texting her all the time and uh, apparently texting her dog. So Tara Manning had a dog called Penguin. And I made a couple jokes about Penguin. The jokes, though, were basically, I went back and reread it. The jokes were saying that, like, don't drag Penguin into this. Penguin doesn't need any part of this mess. Penguin's a dog. Penguin doesn't want to fight over stuff, right? I was I spoke very kindly of Penguin. Yeah. And I probably You were in Penguin's corner. I would you know what? I'd probably say the same thing about Penguin today. Anyways, I got an email uh from Taryn Manning herself. Now I couldn't find the email and we like we searched through our emails to see if we could find it. I couldn't find it. So But to the best of my memory, now this is six years old, but I'm pretty sure that this was the email because I remembered how uh, it was kind of bonkers. She was really mad that I mentioned Penguin by name. And she said something like, uh, something to the effect of, like, keep my dog's name out of your mouth. Don't ever mention Penguin again, you stupid bitch. Like, I don't know if she called me a stupid bitch, but it was something like that. Yeah, don't fuck with Penguin. Don't fuck with Penguin. Penguin doesn't want anything to do with you. Uh, Penguin doesn't know you. Anyways, um, so Taryn Manning was really, really mad at me. But uh, it wasn't because I was writing about her messy personal life. It was because I had dragged penguin into it to be fair like you said i was trying to be an advocate for penguin but still i had i had clearly pissed off taryn manning that's my only example of uh getting into a fight with us don't ever mention penguin again Mm -mm, don't honestly we need to stop saying penguin penguin doesn't need to be mentioned anymore i'm probably going to get an email tomorrow but anyways so that's mine michael what are your examples well i've never fought with one because usually like the ones that hate me the most Mm mm-hmm and that want to fight me will just, like, send lawyers right. after me. Like, back in the day, like, Paris Hilton or Wonky McFaltrix, I used to call her. And I remember a lawyer letter actually cited that. Oh, really? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, dear. Um, she hated delisted, And mm-hmm. I would, I mean, I would get letters from her lawyer, manager, all the time. Mm-hmm. And Tori Spelling, too. And one time, and I wish I had recorded this, um, Tori was, like, on Entertainment Tonight or a show like that. And they were doing a segment on a gym and she was boxing. So while she was hitting the punching bag, she chanted over again, like D-listed, D-listed. Like she was hitting D-listed. I mean, it's, it was the moment I knew I made it. 
But yeah, and then other than that, like celebrities have been pretty nice about me shit talking them. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was um I used to write about how white Kelly Osborne was, like her skin color. Uh-huh. And I once said that she's so white, Pete Doherty tried to snort her. And that joke, that I mean, such an early odds joke, first of all, but she wrote me and was like, Michael. I can't help, you know, how white I am. And it's wrong of you to say that. Would you say that about a black person? Hmm. So that, like, that's not really a fight. But because I haven't been in a fight. But that's, yeah. Things like that. Mm-hmm. So the next question comes from Peju. And she had a question for each of us. Allison, your question is, are you in a relationship? I know it's not not our business, but I'm curious if you got pregnant naturally or IVF. I don't recall if you discuss it. I don't even recall if you say your baby's name. Okay. So I will talk about my baby, um, who's, to be honest, she's um, not even really a baby anymore. She's almost two years old now at this point. Um, to answer Peju's question, I don't... Okay. I need to preface this by saying my pregnancy and my birth story, I sometimes don't like talking about it because it was such an, it was a very easy, like my daughter was a really easy birth. Also, I didn't use IVF. It was one of those things where I was just like, I think I want to get pregnant. And I literally got pregnant like within seconds. And um, so then it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm pregnant. And then when I gave birth, um, I was, it was literally like on a Saturday afternoon, I was baking cookies. I was five days overdue. Like I was way overdue and I was baking cookies and I'm like, ow, I don't feel so good. And then my mom uh, at the time was like, I, you're in labor. And I was like, well, I don't think I am. She's like, I'm pretty sure you're in labor. I'm like, okay, well, we'll see. And then um, I like went into labor and then uh, went to my birth center. I gave birth at a birth center and um, I was literally in labor for like, two hours i like shot shot That's my daughter nothing, out right? it was absolutely nothing um i had a natural birth like i didn't have any drugs and i literally just like squeezed her out and she came out and um anyway so like you know some people will have like a you know birth birth is complicated people will be like yeah this was a really complicated thing for me my birth was really crazy and all this stuff and i was just like listen i got pregnant totally by surprise and then i like just basically farted my baby out like it was very very easy but um anyway so that's my story also my daughter's name is sally i haven't ever mentioned it on the podcast so sally is the best name it's great i sally kirkland sally struthers sally jesse Raphael, sally field those are all the greats are sally those are truly some of the people that i named her after but i also named her after sally from peanuts and <laughs> I've mentioned this to you, and I, I think that maybe you think it's a bit dumb, but Sally from Mad Men. I'm a huge Mad Men fan. So, so Paige, you asked me, Michael, have you ever met a fan of your site in real life and not in a creepy way, or even if it was creepy? Um, I have met many readers uh, many times, and it's never been creepy. Mm-hmm. Not for me. They may tell you otherwise. But... Um, I've like I've emailed back and forth with many readers and have met a few and become friends for real. Mm-hmm. Like they're still my friends. And people like who have stopped me like in public have always been nice and never been creepy. Mm-hmm. But 
I'm always, I'm very socially awkward. And so I never know what to say. And I'm always like, uh, like, I'm always like, you know, stumbling over my words. And I'm the weird one usually. And I like <laughs> wake up that night like, oh, my God, they think I'm so fucking weird because I said this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, to answer the question. Yeah, no, I, I've met readers, but nobody's been creepy no. And our last question comes from Fabian. So he asks, what was your first concert? What was your most recent concert? What concert do you most want to attend when COVID is over? So my first concert was in sync. And I uh like I'm sure that people are probably like, oh, how old were you when you saw InSync? Were you 10? And no, I was not. I was in my later years of high school when I went to see InSync. And I was not even that big of an InSync fan. I just was like, I had I was so old and I had never gone to a concert before. So my friend was like, oh, we're all going to get tickets to go see InSync. And it's like, the tickets are $50 and it's going to be so much fun. We're going to have like a girl's night. And there's going to be like 10 of us girls that go. And I'm like, okay, sure. And they were like all obsessed with InSync. Like they all had like homemade t-shirts and, you know, they all had like a favorite InSync guy. And I was just like... InSync is fine. Like, I was like, I like, they're fine. It's okay. And anyways, the point is, um, none of, we couldn't get seats together, um, which is why they were like $50. So my first concert was me going to InSync, sitting in a, like, s- sitting sur- around strangers. Yeah, yeah like, a, around like 10-year-olds, strange 10-year-olds, just like sitting in my seat being like, I know some of these songs. Anyway, so that was my first. I cannot tell you what my last concert was because I really don't. Go in to, sync. <laughs> it was in sync, first and last. Couldn't beat it, right? <laughs> Go out on a high note. Anyways, I'm just not a concert person. It's too loud for me. So when COVID is over, I will in sync. The reunion. Well, in sync without Justin Timberlake. I'll just maybe I'll just approach Joey Fatone one day if I see him eating lunch somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we want to get technical, my first concert was the Chuck E. Cheese band, and it's still my favorite concert. But my first concert concert was like, like you, was later in life Mm -hmm. because I was a kid and a tween. We didn't have money for that shit. Yeah. But I believe, I mean, my, the memory chip in my brain is corroded, but I believe it was the Spice Girls. Oh, that's so good. And I believe it was like their first North American tour. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing. They lip synced, obviously, the entire time. They even like the banter between, like between songs, they lip synced that. That was pre-recorded. That's incredible. So that was amazing. Um, My last concert, this I'm also a little hazy about, was either Sandra Bernhard or Big Frida. And not together, sadly. I wish they were together. That's an incredible double bill. (laughs) But yeah, so one of them was my last concert. And what concerts I want to see in the future, Mm -hmm. I'd say... Beyonce, Dolly Parton, or Patti LaBelle, because I've never mm. seen any of them and would like to before I die. And Stacey Q, those four. That's not asking a lot. I'm sure that all four of them will get together for like a Lilith Fair type situation. Definitely, probably. So that ends this show. But um, thank you for the questions. Our mailbag is always open. So if you want to ask us any kind of question, Email us at dtp at and we may answer it on an episode and rate and review. So happy 
100 episodes, Allison. See you on the 101, Michael. Bye. Bye.